never can figure out why he loved us so. But I'm glad he did. Glad that he sent his son that we could have life and have it more abundantly. Glad that he provided a way out when there was no way out. Amen. Last Sunday, we started talking about this perfect gift that God has given to us. And I want to talk about that some more here today. As you turn your Bibles to Jeremiah, or perhaps we have it on the screen for you, Jeremiah 29 and verse 11. If you could just bring the house lights up a little bit for me, please. Jeremiah 29 and 11 says this, For I know the thoughts that I have toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not evil, to give you a future and a hope. Amen. Last Sunday we unwrapped this gift, perfect gift of hope. We are living in a hopeless world. For the first time in history, people have, this generation has concluded that they will not do as well as or even stay at the same level economically with their parents. There is no hope in our government. There is no hope in the educational system. There's no hope in the economy. If you're looking for hope in this world, it is hard to find. But the good news is, is we've been given a gift. We've been given a gift of hope. And that hope today is in none other than the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, I pray today for the next few moments that you will empower us to share your word in such a way that it can be received from each and every one that is here today. We thank you for each and every one that has taken the time to be a part of this service today. Now we pray, Father, that you will anoint us to share your word that will make an impact and lives will be changed for your glory and for your honor. And for this, we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. According to the dictionary, hope is a state which promotes the desire of a positive outcome. Without hope, you cannot even function. As we said last week, it comes to all different age groups. It comes to all uh, the gender, male and female. It comes to the rich. It comes to the poor. It comes to no matter what your race is. It comes to the wealthy and the poor. It comes to the intellectual and those who are ignorant. It comes to us in a form of helplessness where that we are overwhelmed. And when that sense of, of hopelessness comes, we are not able to function. We are not able, it doesn't matter how educated you are, when you are hopeless, 
you can't get out of bed in the morning. It doesn't matter how much money you have in the bank. Whenever you're hopeless, your money means nothing to you. But this gift of hope can overcome the greatest obstacles. When you have hope in your heart, you can conquer the greatest giants. When you have hope in your heart, you can live out loud. Amen. But not only did God give Jeremiah the gift of hope, but he also gave him the gift of peace. And that's the perfect gift we want to unwrap here today is the gift of peace. Peace is something that everyone wants, but very few people have in this world. The wor- in the world's view, there is no peace. Because even today, this very day, there are 14 wars that are taking place right now around the world. There is not even a national peace. Whenever you look in our own nation, you have to look no further than our own nation to find that we are at an unrest and there is no peace in our nation. Governmental shutdowns. Alarming debt at $17 trillion and counting and saying that not even two generations later will be able to pay off the debt that we have acquired over these years. There is no leadership in our nation. There is no direction for our future and there is no peace in our nation. There is more division in our country today than has ever been in my lifetime. We see division of races, we see division of genders, we see economical division, we see religious division. There is no peace in our nation. There is no peace in families. Families are running to and fro trying to find peace and yet they find no peace. They are running and trying to acquire more and trying to do this and trying to do that. And yet they they find no peace in what they're doing. Not only is it a nation, not only is it families, but even in our own personal lives, there is no peace inside of individuals. People are wrestling with turmoil. They're running here and running there and they're trying to do this. And, you know, know, uh, uh, fluffy people are wanting to get skinny. And skinny people are wanting to say, well, I wish I could gain some weight. And uh, people that uh, have hair cutting it off and people that don't have any is gluing it on. And and there's just an up rise inside where that there is no peace. You see, because the outer actions of a person is telling what their heart is really doing. And on the inside, they're trying to find this peace. They're trying to find hope. They're trying to come to a resolve and a, a, have a peacefulness with inside of them. But none of these things are able to bring the peace in the world with, that is filled with bitterness and hatred and hopelessness. We need this perfect gift. And that perfect gift is peace. That perfect gift came through Jesus Christ. In Isaiah 9 and verse 6. For unto us a child is born. And unto us a son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulders. And his name will be called Wonderful. Counselor. Mighty God. 
everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, and of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. You see, Jesus is the Prince of Peace. You see, Jesus is the Prince of his kingdom. People today want to make Jesus about religion so they can cry separation of church and state. But Jesus is not a religious figure. Jesus is a governmental figure because he is the prince of his kingdom. And in his kingdom, he is peace. Amen. They don't want to talk about him on the holiday that marks his birth. Amen. No manger scene. No Merry Christmas. Because it might offend somebody. You know, some folk ought to be offended. I said some folk need to be offended. For the way they're acting and the way they live their life. And trying to do it outside of Christ. Amen. You see, we understand today that that even in this world, they want everything from God, but they don't want anything to do with God. Last time I checked, he's the only one that has ever affected time the way that he has. Amen. Muhammad, time isn't set by when Muhammad came and when he went. It is described all through history and even today as B.C., before Christ, and A.D., after death. He is the one who sets time and eternity. He is the king of his kingdom. And the Bible said that of his kingdom and of his peace, there shall be no end. Amen. We've lived long enough today to realize that kingdoms come and kingdoms go. Amen. We used to think once a nation, always a nation, but it is proven not to be so. Because now we come to understand that even the mighty Russia, the great bear of the north, has crumbled and fell. People would not, in my generation raising up, would have never believed. Amen. That we would have ever seen the destruction of such a nation. But I want to tell you today that the Bible is very clear that when the righteous are in authority, the kingdom will go forward and be exalted. But when it is not righteousness is not in authority to that nation, there's going to be trouble. Amen. But I tell you today that God has brought his kingdom And Jesus is not only a religious figure, but he is a governmental figure. And the government shall be upon his shoulders. And his peace, there shall be no end. I declare to you today that even in difficult times, even in times when economies are crashing and and even in the world view that you see there is no hope and there is no peace. There is one that is in the midst of us today who has brought his kingdom into the earth and in his kingdom there shall be no end and in his kingdom there will be peace in your life. Prince here means one who is chief or preeminent in any class. And that's who 
Jesus is. He's the prince, preeminent of any class. And then he talks about peace. Peace is not the absence of conflict, but an inner calm and quietness and self-confidence is what we have in Christ Jesus. It isn't the absence of the storm. It isn't the absence of conflict. It's not the absence of trouble. It is in the middle of your trouble, in the middle of the storm that Christ will bring an inner calm and a quietness in your spirit that says, I don't know how, but everything's going to be all right. I don't know how it's going to come out. I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't know when it's going to take place, but I know in myself that there is a peace that only God has given me. How many know God is the only one that can give you peace in the middle of a storm? Amen. He is the only one whenever they bring you that pink, uh, that yellow slip and tell you that you're no longer needed at this job. He's the only one that can speak peace into that situation. Amen. Whenever the doctor looks at you and gives you that bad report for you or for one of your family members, it is only him that can give you a quiet confidence on the inside. That says, yes, this is true. This situation is taking place, but God is still in control. That Jesus is still the prince of my peace and that he is going to bring peace to this situation. Having peace does not mean that you will not have trouble or that you will not face things that you have no idea how to handle. We all face them. We all deal with them. Mostly on a, a monthly, a weekly, or maybe a daily basis. But we all deal with these things. To where we have to have a confidence on the inside. That God is in control. Have peace doesn't mean that, that tr you, you are void of trouble. Peace means that in your trouble, you know that God is still your source. That he is still your strength. Amen. Someone here today is facing things in your life that you have never faced before. Maybe the enemy has come to fill you with turmoil and fill you with conflict. For someone, it may be a marriage issue. For someone else, it may be a child that's out of control. You've done your best to raise them up and impart godliness into their life. But now they're going in a different direction. For someone else, it may be a job that's insecure and you don't know if how it's going to turn out. Relationship issues might be your turmoil. But I want you to know today that it's not about the absence of that. It's about in the middle of that. That God will bring his prince of peace into your life. And cause that's in the middle of that situation for you to know that all things are going to work together for your good and his glory. Amen. Being a Christian does not exempt one from trouble. Can I get a witness? We just have been given peace for the trouble. 
And even though that trouble may rage and it comes against us, the Bible says those who live godly will suffer persecution. He says many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord shall deliver them out of them all. Amen. And so even when trouble comes and difficulty comes, we've got this inner quietness and confidence that God said that even in the time of trouble, he's going to deliver me out of this. He's going to make a way out of this storm. He said in every temptation, I will provide a way of escape that you might be able to bear it. You see, he, it, that word picture there is this, that before you ever enter into the room of your situation, that God has already went into the room and made sure there's an exit door for your escape. Hallelujah. I want to tell you today that no matter what you're facing and no matter what you're dealing with, God is here today to speak peace into your situation. God said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Don't let your heart be troubled because I'm leaving you a gift. I'm leaving you a gift of peace. I'm giving you a peace in your mind and peace in your heart. The gift of peace that I give is not like the world gives. You must realize that the absence of peace is not God's desire for your life. Oh, what am I going to do? Wringing our hands, worried about things you cannot change. Amen. Trying to figure out tomorrow and you don't even know what to do with your today. Why frustrate yourself any longer? Worried about things that are out of your control and probably things that aren't even going to happen. But you're worried about them. But you must realize this is not God's plan for your life. It is not his desire for your life. He tells us here in uh, 2 Timothy chapter 7, or excuse me, 1 in 7. He said, for God has not given you a spirit of fear but of power, of love, and a sound mind. The sound mind there is peace. God hasn't given you a spirit of timidity, a spirit of fear, a spirit of anxiety, a spirit of turmoil, but he has given you a spirit of peace that even in the chaotic situations, there's a calmness that comes over your spirit that comes into your mind and you know that God is in control of your situation. Amen. You've got to know, you've got to believe that it's not God's will for you to have turmoil in your life. If you accept that as part of God's plan for your life, you'll live in turmoil all of your life. But you've got to know that God has sent his son so that I can have peace in this situation. To have peace, you have to learn how to control your thoughts. Amen. Second Corinthians chapter 10. For though we have, we live in this world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not weapons of the world, 
On the contrary, we have a divine power to demolish strongholds, to demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself against the knowledge of God. And we are cap- take captive our thought that make it obedient to Christ. Your peace will start with your thoughts. And if you don't take control over your thoughts, they will be control you all of your life. Amen. But God says, this is what you need to do. Your weapons of warfare are not carnal. They're not worldly. But he said, the battle that you're facing, the battle you're dealing with is not out there somewhere. It's right here. And you need to get a hold of your thoughts and bring them under captivity, under submission to the obedience of Christ. What is his obedience? His word. And so what his word says is what we should have in our lives. And so what he declares here is that we have to get a hold of those thoughts that are raging and saying, there's no way I I can't get peace. I can't get rest. I can't, I can't do this. I can't, you've got to get a hold of all of that. And you've got to bring it under subjection to let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. Amen. You've got to get a hold of all of that and say, wait a minute. I know that it's chaotic. I know that trouble is all around me, but I'm going to capture this thought and I'm going to bring it under the subjection of God's word. And his word said he will keep them in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon the Lord. Amen. And so whenever I grab hold of those thoughts, when I grab hold of that negative thought that tries to torment me yet another day, when I grab hold of those thoughts that challenge my peace, that challenge this inner calmness that the Holy Spirit has brought into my life, I capture those thoughts, I bring them under subjection to the Word of God, and the Word of God says He wants me to have peace. A sound mind. Amen. People are losing their mind. Trying to get peace. But you have to capture your thought. Say, capture my thought. Then you have to challenge your thoughts. Are these thoughts Christ's thoughts? Are these thoughts from the enemy? How do I tell if it's thoughts of Christ or if it's thoughts of the enemy? Does it line up with God's word? Amen. Now, I know that there's some places that, you know, there'd be a better uh, hee-haw church than they would a kingdom church. Because it's all the time gloom and despair and agony on me. Deep, dark depression. And if it weren't for bad luck, I wouldn't have none. And all of that. But that's not the message of the gospel. The message of the kingdom is peace I leave with you. My peace I leave with you. Amen. Not as the world has given you, but my peace I give you. And so your peace was uh, 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 is something that Jesus had on his mind when he came. 
Amen. Your peace was important to Jesus until in Luke chapter 2 and verse 14 when he they tell the story of his coming to the earth. It says the glory of God in the highest and on earth peace. Goodwill toward men. So when he came to the earth, peace, your peace was upon his mind. You're in the, in the thoughts of the creator of this universe. He said, I'm going to send my son into the earth. And when I do, I'm going to send peace into the earth. And the enemy has been raging ever since. We know he was raging before then, but he is raging ever since to try to kill that peace. He tried to kill Jesus and destroy him, but he was unable to destroy Jesus. And I want to tell you today that the perfect gift of peace that Jesus brought to this earth cannot be destroyed or annihilated by any enemy, by any adversary, or by any situation in your life. Amen. Because he is still the prince of peace. He is the king of his kingdom and he has established peace, not in heaven, but peace in the earth. Amen. There's no need for him to establish peace in heaven because there's no devil there. And there is no problems there. There's no turmoil there. There's no drama there. If you're a drama king or queen, you better get your fill now. I hate it, but just do it somewhere where I can't see it. But there'll be no drama in heaven. There'll be no, there'll be no turmoil. There'll be no chaos and confusion because the king has established his kingdom. Heaven is his throne and earth is his footstool. And so he's established himself on the throne and on his throne there is peace. And to that peace there shall be no end. That gives me hope today that it wasn't just first century or second century, but even in the 21st century, we see that that peace that Jesus Christ brought to the earth is still available for you and I. And so I come today in the authority of the Holy Spirit to tell somebody that's life is in turmoil, in the midst of trouble, that the perfect peace has come to you today. That Jesus Christ has come to speak peace into your situation. And Jesus' birth, he came and he spoke peace. And if you'll allow him to come alive in your life today, he will speak peace into your situation. In Jesus' birth, he came to bring peace. And just hours before his death, the last thing on his mind was your peace. He was about to face the most torturous way for a man to die. He knew that tomorrow he would be hanging on a cross. He knew that he would be ridiculed, mocked, beaten, and crucified. And yet, somehow, he was not concerned about his own peace. Can I be real? I, I, I think, I'm pretty sure, that if you told me you're going to be crucified on a cross tomorrow, I wouldn't be caring about you. 
I wouldn't be thinking the thought of peace for you would not even cross my mind. But Jesus came into the earth thinking about your peace. And hours before he would hang upon a cross, he is still concerned about your peace. And in John 14 and 1, he said, let not your heart be troubled. Just hours before they would nail him to the cross. Put a crown of thorns upon his head and pierce his side. And the blood would drain from his body. It's still peace. Your peace is upon his mind. And he says, I want to write to you and tell you, don't let your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. Why? Because he said, I'm leaving here, but I'm not leaving you. Amen. He said, and then he goes on in verse 27 and he tells us why you don't have to be troubled and why you don't have to be afraid. He says in verse 27, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Jesus was sure to make the difference between his peace and the world's peace. Because the world's peace is not like his peace. In this world, there is a promise of peace. But the world's peace is based upon circumstances. When we don't have war, there is peace. When you don't have chaos in your family, there is peace. When relationships are going good, There is peace. But you see, that's the world's peace. It's based upon circumstances. But you see, God's peace that in the middle of war, in the middle of family relationship difficulty, in the middle of chaos, he can speak peace into your soul and you know that everything is going to be all right. The world is looking for peace in relationships. They look for peace in drugs and substances. Things that will bring them momentary peace because it's only a a false escape from the real issues of life. But they can only satisfy for a period of time. But there is a peace that supersedes all of your trouble. There is a peace that can come in the middle of everything that has gone on in your life. And he says, my peace, I leave with you. Not a peace that is based upon circumstances, but right in the middle of your circumstances. I will show up and say everything's going to be all right. Right in the middle of the chaos, right in the middle of the difficulty, right in the middle when you don't know what the answer is and which way to turn. He speaks peace into your situation because you see that inner peace comes because we know that even though the storm has come, even though the winds are roaring, even though that the water is white capping our boat, God is still on our ship. And at any moment, he's going to step up to the bow of
of our boat and he's going to say, peace, be still. Amen. And the storms will be slain and the direction will become clear and our purpose will become pointed and we will know that our redeemer really does live and that he has given us not only hope, but a peace in the middle of our situation. Oh, I wish somebody believe it today would just give him a real good praise. Hallelujah. He is in control. So why should I worry? Why should I fret? Why should I allow all of the turmoil and the chaos to control me? Whenever God has given me the ability to control it. see, you'll never know peace outside of a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. People say, well, you're narrow-minded. You can call me what you want, but it's reality. It's reality. Only in Jesus and through Jesus can you have peace in the middle of the storm. Only through Jesus, when those children start acting up and doing what they want to do instead of what you want them to do, can you have peace in the middle of it? Only through Jesus, when the doctor comes in, huh? And you don't have any control over the situation. We don't stand in denial that what he has said is true. The circumstantial evidence is there. But what we do stand on is peace. Peace. Wonderful peace. It's coming down from the Father above. And that he has already established that in my life through one Jesus Christ. When he came into the earth, he brought his peace and to that peace there shall be no end. So therefore, even though it's been 2,000 years removed, that peace is still available to me. To understand that the evidence that's been gathered to understand the situations that we deal with are very real. It isn't to say that if you live a Christian life, trouble won't come, it will. But it is also to say that when trouble comes, you don't have to allow trouble to drive you crazy. Whenever turmoil comes and the waves begin to roll, don't lose your head. Take control of your thoughts. Say, let these thoughts be the thoughts of Christ. What is those thoughts? Thoughts of peace. Not of harm. I've got an expected end for you. And that expected end does not mean that this boat's about to fall apart and you're going to go to the bottom of this ocean. I've got a plan for your life. 
I want to tell someone today that God has a plan for your life. And I know it may look like that all of the trouble you've been through and all the storms and everything you've dealt with, you would say, Pastor, how in the world can anything good come out of this? Turn it over to Jesus. That's the only way that good will come out of it. But if you'll turn it over to him, he'll speak peace in the time of your storm. You must acknowledge today that you need him. To suggest that you can do it on your own is to suggest that you are ignorant. Because if you could change it, it wouldn't have never got to where it's at now. But the fact that it is where it's at means I need him. Because I realize I cannot change it. But when he comes, (laughs) the God of peace comes. He comes to establish his kingdom. And his kingdom, he is the prince of peace. And I need that peace. I want to talk to you just a moment. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal savior. I want to challenge you today to make him your savior. It's very easy. People make it complicated when it's very easy. God never gave us a bunch of hoops to jump through. He said, everybody's got to come the same way. You come by Calvary. He said, you must admit that you're a sinner. All of sin and come short of the glory of God. There's not a one of us that is righteous or holy. None of us have, can save ourselves. We've all sinned and come short of his glory. Then we have to believe. What do you have to believe? You have to believe upon the Lord Jesus Christ. That he is the son of God. That he died. He was buried. He rose again. And he's sitting at the right hand of Father God. Making intercession for you right now. And then you make that confession. I confess him as my Savior, my Lord. I confess him as my peace. And when you accept him as your Savior and your Lord, the gift comes with it. The peace comes. I want to talk to those here today that say, Pastor, you know what? I love God with all of my heart. You're saved. You've already accepted him, but yet there's turmoil and there's trouble. Peace is evasive and you can't find rest at night. 
want to tell you that's not God's will for you. You have to take those thoughts under control. Bring them under obedience to the subjection of his word. And his word says, peace be unto you. If you find the restless nights and hopeless days is what your life is filled with, I come today to tell you I've got the perfect gift. The perfect gift of peace that surpasses all understanding. Can't comprehend it. But right in the middle of it, you know, some way, somehow, everything it's going to be all right. Would you stand with me today, please?